five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to Truth Beer and Podsequences. So this is the podcast where my co-host and I listen to all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from the previous week, and we get together here at our gracious podcast host, BC's Bottle Lodge Montgomery, and we give our version of the truth of how those podcasts went. Hopefully there aren't too many consequences from the hosts of the other podcasts, and uh, so far so good. My name is Marco. I'm a brewer and a bartender here locally, and I'm about to introduce the best co-host in Podcastlandia. And when I do that and I introduce you, gonna... the joke is that I actually didn't introduce you. And yeah. then you say, hi, everybody. Hi, guys. I'm Julia. I'm a craft beer drinker here in Cincinnati. Love all the craft beers. Love all the Cincinnati craft beers. And on occasion, I write uh, little funny parodies about beer, most specifically during beer vent season, which we are. It's now August, but the beer vent calendars from Higher Gravity are on sale now. So yeah. go to HigherGravityCraftHouseHAUS.com to order yours. Uh, there's no set time frame for how long they're going to be available. They will be available until they sell out. So yeah. if you're on the fence, do it. Otherwise, don't complain to us or to Higher Gravity when it gets closer to beer vent season, beer vent time, and you don't have a calendar, and they are sold out. Right. Yep. yep and then yep, you yep. just have to, you know, have a FOMO and cry when you see everybody posting about the, the fun community that the yes. beer vent box uh, builds and supports by everybody pulling out the same thing on the same day. And, mm -hmm. you know, and you're left out. Yep. So don't be that guy or that gal and uh, order your, your beer vent box. Yes. Do it. I, I do have to say, I do have a slight complaint about uh, our gracious podcast host today. Um, there are a whole, there's a whole flock of cobra chickens like right yeah. outside of, right there. of the patio. A little too close for my comfort. Um, I asked producer Ben if he could get them to Vamos and like get, get out of here. And he said, no. No. They're fine. They're not buying drinks like we are, so right. I don't know why he wants to keep them out there on the lawn. We but, hold this um, place afloat on Tuesdays. We really do. Speaking of, yeah, we are a beer podcast, That's all things correct. considered, and we would not be a good beer podcast if we weren't drinking beers while recording this podcast. So, right. Marco, you have a very full glass of something delicious. What do you have right now? I've got uh, Rothouse Pills from the Slow Pour line. Excellent. It is the best way to have a Pilsner, in my professional drinking opinion. Right. Well, we have a podcast, so that, well, that too. makes us professionals. Absolutely, it does. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, Main Brewing Company's lunch. So it. we walked in. You and I both went. It's lunchtime. That's right. We had one. You finished yours, and you're on to your Pilsner. Um, I'm still enjoying mine because you have a slow pour, and I am a slow drinker. So it all works out. It does. This beer's delicious. Um if anyone has any dinner out there, I have yet to ah, come across some. Really? I would love. I had some dinner. To, did you have some dinner? Ooh, they're, oh, they're, they're, they're honking at the geese. They're, honking <laughs> they're at the crossing geese. the road. <laughs> honking I, at honkers does nothing. I, um, I had dinner here at BC's oh, Bottle Lodge in Montgomery. I'm so sad. I believe it was. I'm 20, happy for you. I'm sad for me. I believe it was 2019, I think is what okay. it was. They had an event where they had a, a keg of dinner and they were uh, pre selling. Oh wow! Uh, the you know so the, it's kind the, of on the, the same level as Utopias almost, where they're kind of 
like oh pre pre allocating <laughs> stuff ish. Okay. That's kind of the closest thing that I have to relate it to. So that's what what I'm pulling from. So last week, our uh, one year podcast anniversary yeah. was live here at BC's Bottle Lodge, Montgomery. And you're like, well, podcasts are recorded live. Yeah, well, uh, we hooked into the speakers <laughs> here at BC's Bottle Lodge, Montgomery. And then everybody who was here got to listen to and then some participated. Whether they wanted to or not. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and some got to participate in our live podcast event. And so thank you to BC's Bottle Lodge. Also, thank you to Block Spiked Ice Hell yeah. uh, for their sponsorship. And that was truly fantastic. And uh, we are repping Blocks Spiked Ice today. Julia with her Blocks shirt and I with a Blocks hat on. It's and, so awesome. Uh, yeah, and thank you to everybody who came out. Truly mm-hmm. appreciate that support. Also, truly appreciate everybody who's listening for the first time. Thank you for coming aboard and everybody who's been with us for all 52 and now 53 weeks. Truly appreciate your listenership. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Um you know, tell uh, strangers to smash the uh, follow button. Uh, <laughs> do all the things that you. Do you want me to cover to cover that you that part what, of it? <laughs> I do. I do. Because in addition to that, you can follow us on social media. We are at Truth Beer Pod everywhere. If you have something longer form you'd like to share with us, our email address is truthbeerpod at gmail.com. All of our episodes are posted onto YouTube, so follow us out there. And if you would like to monetarily donate to us so that we can continue to buy amazing beers and try to figure out some better way for either video, better equipment, that type of thing, Please send us some money at truthbeerpod.com. Just look for the big blue support us link. And if you'd like to send us a handwritten letter, you can send it to BC's Bottle Lodge, attention Marco and Julia with Truth Beer Pod. Um, uh, All I'm going to say is that if you send actual paper money, Mm -hmm. uh, we will make sure to read that. you know, communication that 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 actual letter, yes. that handwritten letter, uh, on the podcast. And speaking of reading things, if you have any complaints about the show, send those to at Raging Hop on Twitter. He will compile all the complaints and let us know the best and the worst about what we're doing. He's been good at that. He's been very good at that. We definitely appreciate his efforts. All right, so this is a craft beer podcast about podcasts. So I need to ask you, Marco. Yes. Did you listen to any craft beer pod Cincinnati-based? Let me clarify. Cincinnati-based craft beer podcast oh, this I did. past week. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Let's run down the list and see what we're going to be covering today. We have uh, the Craft Parenting Podcast. Yes, of course. Excellent. We have Bruce Guy's Happy Hour. Yes, I did. Awesome. We have Hold Up Your Glass, the Cincinnati Brewcast. I Cheers. Did. We Cheers. drink whenever we drink. I... It is the Cincy Brewcast. For whatever reason, my brain decides Cincy isn't a real word, so I say Cincinnati more often than I should, so we drink when that happens. And uh, Shift Beers. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, of course. All right. Let's go ahead and start with... The Craft Parenting Podcast. Okay. All right. Sounds good. This is, this is, this one's nice. This is episode 69. Hey, now. Nice. Or, well, I guess the button really doesn't work for this, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to push it anyway. Shit. That's a oh, new. Or how about the other? Oh, how about saying it? This is episode 69. I love bananas. Hey, I mean. All right. I mean. How about that? How about that one? 
If you know, you know. That's right. If you don't know, you should have been at our live show. <laughs> All right. Episode 69, celebrating Christmas in July and seasonal creep, which I will say, I had this conversation with producer Ben before we started recording. Uh-huh. Is it seasonal creep if you have your holiday decor up year round? No, it's just creepy. It's just creepy? Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay. One of the first things that they touched on in this podcast, they're changing the podcast. They're changing the name of it. They're changing the format of it. It is going to be the Craft Pupper podcast. Oh, geez. Okay. So I'm I'm excited. I love puppers. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that one. But that was... There's an event was a, locally where there were open adoptions, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are, there are actually a lot of breweries that do have local... Um, like the the rescue associations that they support. They'll have sometimes dogs available for adoption. Uh, they were only they had two holiday beers, and really the holiday beers are Christmas beers because Christmas in July, even though we're recapping this in August, sure, close enough, it's fine. Uh, Westside Brewing just recently did their Christmas in July celebration, so Joe and Caroline, I'm sorry. Caroline! Excellent. We're able to pick up Westside's Holiday Ale and Krampus Cole, so that's what they were drinking throughout the podcast. Uh, they tried to go over the origin of Christmas in July. It's apparently been around since 1892, which I think Didn't Joe was around. That Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we know he is ancient. It was actually really interesting. The story that Caroline found on the Wikipedia.orges, uh, the, the Christmas in July, I don't want to call it a holiday, but concept. whole concept came from a theater group who was trying to cast Joe himself as Tiny Tim in their uh, production of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Joe's schedule that first year was just, it just couldn't happen. So right. they said, we need to start trying to recruit him early. So back in 1892, s- they went, hey... We're going to do Christmas in July, and in July, we're going to say, Joe, we need you to be Tiny Tim. Right. We need you in this production. Right. And Christmas was in his, July was born. It's like a, another, uh, it's a reverse nickname for Joe. It's it really Tiny, is. Tiny it really Tim. Tiny Tim, yeah. yeah. Little known fact that if you listen to this episode of Craft Parenting Podcast, you will learn. Correct. It's, it was a very cool part of the episode for sure. Um, I did notice that this episode of Craft Parenting Podcast, their seasonal creep talk, uh, did focus more on the crafting side of things. Um, Caroline, I'm sorry, Caroline was super excited or is super excited when the fall and Christmas-based crafting items come out early in the year so that she has time to buy them and then have her crafting done by those specific holidays. Yeah. So... uh, I get it. It makes sense. But at the same time, when I'm seeing Santa Clauses in Target in like April, by the time December rolls around, I don't care anymore. Like Christmas just. Well, they must be hot also in that costume, ringing that damn bell in the middle of June. My God. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, So a couple other things that I had for this episode. Uh, Again, not a huge recap for me just because a lot of it was about the crafts and not necessarily the, the beer side of things. They crafts, did cover higher pod. gravity, the craft, crafting, parenting a podcast, the craft pupper podcast, which has nothing to do with beer. Yeah. So I don't know. They're going to have to really think about rebranding themselves. Well, they talked about the beer van calendar you're about to talk about. We did. Yes, they did cover the higher gravity beer van calendar, which we mentioned in our in our intro to this episode, why you should get one. They're getting one this year. And there was some argument argumenting. I don't know words anymore. They were there was a little bit of an argument about 
oh, you know, Caroline gets, I'm sorry, Caroline gets day one, Joe gets day two, but that was from Joe. Caroline wanted to, you can do this one. Caroline. Very, very nice. She said, well, why don't we just share every day's beer? So there may be a little bit of, uh, of contention when, when it's time to actually break into every day's beer selection for the beer I bank could, calendar. I could just see Caroline every day <laughs> that Joe gets the beer, she pulls out like a giant can of Foster's. <laughs> You know, and it's yes. like, what you got over there? And then she's like, oh, what is that, 16 ounces? Got like a big 20-ounce or 24-ounce can of beer over here. Oh, my God. Hope you have fun with that over there. Very nice. Tiny Tim. <laughs> His Joe's new nickname is Tiny Tim, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Yes, we've spoken it into existence. Or maybe they spoke it into existence during their show. You're going to have to listen to find out. To kind of wrap up this recap, I wanted to ask you what you thought the perfect time of year is to start seeing specific seasonal beers on shelves, like for sale. Not because I understand the brewing process takes time and all that. Pumpkin beers. When do you? When would you prefer to start seeing them on shelves? Uh, the day before Halloween. Day before Halloween. Okay. And then they're gone the, the immediately when Halloween's over. Okay, so for me, okay. first week of October, but you're a somewhere kind in there. True, true. I do yeah. enjoy pumpkin beers. I don't want to drink them right now. I still like them through Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving, pumpkin pie, that kind of stuff. So for me, pumpkin beers, I don't mind seeing them on shelves from, again, like kind of that very last week in August through that last week of November. I would have, and that's it. in a season, I might have two pumpkin beers, mm -hmm. and it would be on Halloween and Thanksgiving, okay. and that'd be it. And that's fair. That's I'm fine. Good. Yeah, yeah, not I'm a good. Yeah, that's fine. And um, if I didn't have them, my life's still complete. Still fine. So I, and Sean White from Nostalgia Brewing, awesome, awesome guy. He and I had a, a yeah. tiny little mini conversation, and I forget what craft beer group thread it was in. We both still have. I have a single can. I think he said he has like two cans of the original pumpkin spice vibe from, <laughs> from Braxton. <laughs> Mine has been in the back of the refrigerator since I got it. His has not. So bring it, get him on need, the pod. I know we may need to figure out a way to do like a sampling. Did it hold up oh, after yeah. what was two, three years? I don't even know how long it is. Sean, buddy. We Sean, buddy. <laughs> hey. So, so, so hey, Sean, bud. if you're around on Tuesday evenings, available for just a five, ten minute phone call or something, yeah, let's uh, let's figure out or sometime in October let's or pick a date. Either with, come down come or down yeah, with the, uh, pumpkin vibe. Yeah, and if uh, Nostalgia has any pumpkin beer, any other beer yeah, like that dark wing yeah. duck uh, vanilla vanilla porter, that's okay. really good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just drink that. Just throwing that out there, speaking it uh, into existence as maybe we like in to September. Say. Maybe in September. Uh, Oktoberfest beers. When would you like to see them start showing up on shelves? Okay, so I know. Oct I, I, so yeah. no, no wrong answer. It's again no, I, conversation I, curiosity. So the gnome doesn't drink an Oktoberfest beer until August first, and I think that is fine timing. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. that there's nothing wrong with that. Now, to get a beer out for October 1st, you probably need to get it out the week before October. Uh, right. Not October 1st, August 1st. First. I misspoke. Right. Right. August. August. And he's, he's yelling and yelling and yelling until I correct that. <laughs> yeah. August 1st. Okay. He is screaming at his phone the way that I scream at mine when shift beers doesn't remember like a 
Some tri- random trivia fact, yes. Right, about Tango and Cash or something. <laughs> August 1st seems seems good. Mm-hmm. That, that's fine. Because you need you need a lead up, and then uh, we drink Oktoberfest all through the season, which yes. is... Yes. Uh, there are Oktoberfests uh, all the way through se- uh, September, mm-hmm. leading into the middle of October. Mm-hmm. Whatever's whatever's left over, if you have them uh, after Octo- the middle of October, mm-hmm. or you have a few leading into November, totally fine. Mm-hmm. They definitely should be, uh, from a package standpoint, they should be turned and off the shelf. If, if they're still out mid-October, uh, you're doing it wrong. I don't know. See, I, I disagree with you slightly on that. To me, I'm cool seeing them on the shelves. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, you, you can you can have them sure. and then drink them. Sure. But them being out on the shelves is is squeezing gotcha. out something else. I see what you're else. saying. I see what you're saying. Like, I'm going to drink them all the way till... I'm fine drinking them all the way till, till Thanksgiving. Yeah, I kind of had this uh, similar thought as far as I'm fine with seeing them end of end of July, beginning of August, kind of like what you said, because when you have the difference between like the Fest beers, the Meritsons, if it's 95 degrees outside, you can go for that lighter, you know, Fest beer and still have it feel like a more summer-ish beer. And then as it starts to cool down, you get that heavier kind of the, the Meritson uh, styles of that. And then I'm kind of like pumpkin beers. I'm cool with having them around. Again, de- packaging date. We're just going to pretend that that's not factoring in. It doesn't, I'm cool it, with being able to get them until like the end of November, mid-November, end of November, when it gets cold enough to where I'm starting to move into the actual dark beers. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And, and those uh, don't really necessarily have the same sort of uh, problems with you know, the, the, the profile mm-hmm. falling off here or there, those sort of things that other styles of beer do. So True. they're they're, True. they're usually they're pretty a little consistent. Better, yeah, agreed, agreed. And then Christmas beers. Yeah. So things that are, you know, the holiday ales, the spiced ales, that type of thing. Um, for me, I kind of don't want to see those hitting the shelves until like mid-November. Beginning of November, mid-November, because, again, it's mostly because of all the retail stuff, shoving Christmas down our throats starting in, you know, April, May. I just, I, I just, I'm over it by the time December yeah. rolls around. But when it comes to that distinct style of, or seasonal beer, however you want to say it, mid to late November, cool. I'm perfectly fine with seeing it on the shelves. But by mid-January, just say, to give it some time for those winter spiced whatevers, then I'm done. The geese have crossed the road, going away from us. The but now they're coming. But now they're starting to come back. So I'm just, just well, they letting heard what you know. They, they heard what you said about them. Oh damn! They do have good hearing. I've heard. This was a, a fun episode of Craft Parenting Podcast. Uh, again, it wasn't super beer focused, but they did touch enough on seasonal beer, seasonal creep. You have more cars slowing down for the geese trying to cross the road because they're migratory. So you're not allowed to just run them down. Right. And they talked about the higher gravity beer event calendar, so it definitely tied into what we do as far as craft beer recaps. So definitely check them out, and uh, they they do some some really fun episodes. Let's go to the Brew Skies Happy Hour. Awesome. Episode 9, with the Maltose Falcons legalizing homebrewing and the craft beer revolution. Not to be confused with the Atlanta Falcons, who were up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl at halftime. <laughs> Versus the New England Patriots and lost. That will never die. Never, never die. Also, not the same thing as the Maltese Falcon. 
Correct. Yeah, so uh, be very careful when you say, I love the name. I absolutely love the name of this homebrewing club. Uh, they had Drew Beecham, who is, I love this title, the Grand Hydrometer of the Maltos Falcons, which is the oldest homebrew club in the United States. Yep. Another absolutely amazing heavy hitter in the craft beer world on their show. Um, basically, he's the historian. There are some new words in the Bruce Sky's vernacular that we got from this episode. Yes, there are. <laughs> there were. <laughs> I guess apparently their producer is a creator of words. Yes, and it's fantastic. So you know what, Marco? Let's get the spleef on with this recap. Yes. Drew's written more books than Michael D. Morgan. That's yeah. the first thing that I learned it's in this a, episode. Just a couple of authors just, cutting it up. I'm telling you. And could their and voices have been any more similar? Could uh, No. I mean, was, I mean, we're bouncing back and forth going, wait a second, who's talking? I, I, I don't know. I listened to the first 20 minutes twice because I, <laughs> okay, I thought I thought Michael was saying something like he was in the club. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Michael's not wait in the second? club. No. no, hold on. And I rewound it because I was like, God damn it. Your guys' voices sound exactly the same. They're not the same. No. Which that would be really. I'll, I'll tell you what. If, if Michael had... Any like a split personality hair. or hair, or which we'll touch height. on later. <laughs> we touch on later. With I had notes on that. Oh, you by do? the way, okay. I do have notes on that. So in the early seventies, I mean, they were basically all hooligans breaking the law by homebrewing. Yes, and which is touched on on multiple Bruce Guys episodes with the people that they talked to. Yes. So that's not necessarily a new concept. No, but you got to hear this from the perspective of someone that stayed a home brewer that never really right did or, or or kind of wanted to make that leap into being a brewery owner a right. brewery and, uh, like and a, a professional brewer yeah, yeah, to, yeah to 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 go um, to go professional to you know to hit the major leagues and just a baseball reference i mean they they do make a baseball reference to the home brew club the Maltese Falcons mm-hmm. uh, as yeah. being essentially a triple-A farm club for uh, the major league in craft craft beer, uh, yeah. craft, uh, craft brewing, you know, but back then. And they talk about some of the, some of the people that were in the club mm-hmm. yeah. that yeah. moved on to start, I mean, Big ass breweries. Big ass breweries, like <laughs> iconic projects yes. uh, from yes. that homebrew club. Yeah. And he is uh, happy in his space mm-hmm. as a homebrewer. Sure. Sure. And, you know, somebody needs to do it. There's so much uh, knowledge and, 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 and not just knowledge, but they were celebrating certain fields like that, that would come in and become part of the homebrew club because mm-hmm. they could prop up the homebrew club and, right. and, and like make winemakers yeah was the big one one of the things that i've written down is that you know they said in this episode so this, these are not my words it is it's drew's words so not not your words other people's other, words other people's words i'm not i'm on my my impression falls way short of of yours but brewing beer deserves as much respect as makers of wine and something that they kind of alluded to as they continued that train of thought is that eventually now that brewers and home brewers have that respect, seltzer makers are going to get that respect next. It's just the yeah. natural progression of how the drinking 
community and how the drinking uh, landscape is changing over time. And I thought that was a really cool touch that they put into this because not a lot of their episodes mention seltzers. This That's one right. uh, may or may not have. Yeah. They did say a really cool thing, or I say they. This was more Drew, but but Brett and Mike kind of concurred on this. American Lager is probably the original American craft beer, or the original craft beer, if you think about it. Yeah. And that was there, really cool. I think that's I think that's an incredibly fair statement, but I don't know if I would have necessarily come up with that conclusion on my own prior to listening to this episode. Something else that Drew said, if prohibition happened again, IPAs would be the beer that would survive, which is yeah. an incredible topic to or that like is, you know talking that a, point. That is a quote. That is yes. a talking point. Yes. And uh, uh, I get where he's coming from. Uh, it's the most entered category in you know the the all of the beer judging uh, competitions. It's uh, widely the the biggest thing that anybody tries to associate mm-hmm. their beer style with to try and get it to move. However, the number one selling beer across the world mm-hmm. is lager and more specifically Pilsner. And I, I, so I don't, I don't think I get where he's coming from. Right. But I, I don't know if that necessarily be the case. And to kind of piggyback onto that I'm like I can absolutely see that being the case but at the same time if that happened and that was put into I say production if that was put into practice and not just as a theory IPAs don't last as long as like lagers and pilsners do once they're packaged I mean the flavors fall off the hop quality falls off so I don't know if let's just say another prohibition happened and people said we need to make a beer that we can kind of hold on to for a bit if we need to try to take you know months to ship it from point a to point b or to get it to places ipas aren't really gonna hold up as well no. as the original craft beer like an american lager no there we go there we go. But still a really cool conversation. And yeah. I don't want to ruin the entire episode for people because well, if we we've said this a million it, times. We would ruin it for this is This is very true. And as, we, as we've said a million times, Bruce Guy's Happy Hour is, I think, probably one of both of our favorite podcasts to listen to yeah. as a whole. So we definitely want you to check out this, this episode. Find out more about how the sneaker industry is partially to blame for beer hype Correct. in a way. Yes. To close the recap, because, Marka, you need another beer. I actually need another beer. Here we go. Hell yeah. Amazing episode. This entire podcast, every single episode is beyond phenomenal. There is so much entertainment, education. It's everything you could want in a craft beer podcast. And I am so thrilled that it is based out of Cincinnati so we can talk about it. And also a child uh, in the background. Yeah. What's better? What what can be better? I love it. It's I love fantastic. there there are uh, truth beer pods where where my son's in the background and yeah. uh, people just wonder you know who's hooting and hollering in the background and it's uh, my son, so uh, I I love all of it honestly mm-hmm. Julia I when I listen I I just wish I was at the bar with uh, Brett and Mike on a Friday yeah. you know involved in these conversations I'm sure one of these days it will happen I we, hope we so. have had we have had incredible things happen for. 
the two of us that feel like they have stemmed from this podcast. So I am sure that it will happen. My closing note on this podcast, don't trust bald people or short people. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> So when you Again, meet, you need to so listen when you to meet this Julie episode. And I. <laughs> we don't trust us because we are both bald and short. We're actually only one of those things. But right. you, if you yeah. haven't met us in person, you don't know which. Yeah, you don't know. You do not know. All right, let's go ahead and get some refills on our burrs. And uh, we will be back to cover Cincy Brewcast and Shift Beers. All right, guys, we made it back from a beer break. We both have new beers in our glass. Well, I say new beers. It's the same beer, two glasses, one for Marco, one for myself. I am love. I still love my Mug Club mug so much. We're both enjoying Westside Brewing's Oktoberfest because it is 100% Oktoberfest season, and I love this beer so damn much, and I'm so glad that it is on tap. Uh, Marco is finishing up a text back to his wife, so I will start us off by saying we are now going to recap Cincy Brewcast, where the gnome gets to know and introduces all of us to Molar Brew Barn, which I have been aware of. I know the name, I know the brand, but that's about it. Um, sad, I, I'm very sad to say that I have not yet purchased any of their beer. I haven't either. I have seen it, but I'm very excited to experience it when they open up the tap room up in uh, up in Monroe. Yeah, and yeah. if I see it around, I'll, I'll try and grab some. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Gnome actually went way, way, way out of the Cincinnati area to talk with Nick Moeller, who, if you couldn't tell by his last name, is one of the founders no way. of Moeller Brew. I know. Get out of here. It's not even just like a random occurrence, like a complete chance happening. Holy shit. The place is named after him. It's amazing. And it's not really in a barn. Uh, what, what are my first notes? They first opened back in 2015. So they have been around for quite a while. Uh, their main flagship location is in Maria Stein, Ohio, which is north northwest-ish of us. I'm drawing, I'm drawing a line. So as a crow flies, it, how long the, does it take to get there? Maybe an hour and a half. It's. Oh, I mean, it's one of those. It's, it's it's past Dayton, but it's not quite like going to going as far as. I, although I guess it depends on on what route you take. If you avoid all highways, it's probably a three hour drive. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you if uh sometimes That's your inside Jeep, joke there. Sometimes your GPS Shout out to my wife, gets gets mis misset or, or gets reset to avoid all highways. In which case. Going up to the original Muller Brew Barn location would take much longer than if you just stay on the highways. Okay. Uh, let's see, Muller Brew Barn, and again, this is kind of their main location in in Maria Stein. Yeah. Has no, no connection with Muller High School. Correct. Correct. They have no front or back door. They are one and the same. Because there was a, a conversation about their front doors and their back doors. That's right. Got a little awkward. But yeah. Gnome, Gnome persevered. He got through it. It was it was very professional of yeah. him. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, as sideways as the conversation tried to go, he my kept good it friend very growing up, in. my best friend uh, Billy, he had a VHS and it was, mm -hmm. it, uh, it said backdoor. Oh, on it. There's a joke in here, and I'm not gonna make it. I am 100. percent You don't need to because that's what it. it was about. But anyways. <laughs> Going to the back in the country, the back door. There, there you go. All right. 
there was a really cool discussion that this episode start, you know, started off with about the decision that Nick made to open the brewery in Maria Stein as opposed to one of the closer cities such as like Selena or um, one of the other, and they're all kind of smaller cities out there. But it was really cool how they decided that we're living in Maria Stein, so we're not going to go outside of those city limits, which the city has, what, one traffic light in it, in Maria Stein? Right. It sounded like. But it also... The community t- needed a brewery. It also, it almost in a way, tied into Bruce Guys because uh, they're a family that, that moved from, uh, like, Los Angeles. Uh, and then right into to, you know so they were they were in the heart of you know all the glitz and glamour and everything that was going on and then mm-hmm. they moved to a suburb of I don't even know where uh, right yeah I don't know if that's considered that I don't even think that's considered a Ohio, suburb of a suburb, a suburb of Ohio yeah anywhere anywhere like a, Ohio like a okay if it's not if it's not a suburb of a major city then what does it become. I don't know. It's it's definitely not a suburb of Cincinnati is it like in the Dayton sticks? and the other areas. It's just in the sticks. I want to go, though. I want to go to their main location. I want to go. I'm, I'm excited Would for you? whenever you pick me up to take me there. All right. Well, we'll schedule it. One of the other things that actually also ties back into Bruce Guy's Happy Hour, how we talked uh, about Drew not moving from that home brewer stance to, like, the entrepreneur, business owner uh aspect of being a brewer right nick kind of had the same idea he said that in in this interview he always wanted to be more of like that fixer of things and not necessarily a business owner an entrepreneur someone that started a business let alone a a brewery but the demand was there and he did make that jump so i thought that was a really really cool conversation that that gnome had with him that unintentionally tied in with uh, tied in a little bit i mean again we're kind of drawing some thin threads between the two podcasts between bruce guys and cincy brewcast or blurred lines uh moeller brew barn has two current locations that are open they have the one uh in in maria stein which is their flagship and then they also have one that's in an old church in troy ohio which sounds absolutely amazing love breweries and churches there's there's a local one here in cincinnati that's in a church that uh oh what's that one they make they make really good really specific they don't make beers no they do not make beer there no but uh, if it, any of another you, tie back to Bruce Guy's happy absolutely. Hour. If any of you guys can remember the brewery that we're talking about, that's Cincinnati-based in a former church that they don't make beer, let us know. There are three more Moeller Brew Barn locations that are in the works. That are two of them opening fairly soon. One opening a little later. The the one that's the most important to kind of I, I don't want to say the most important the one that's m- the most relevant to us here in Cincinnati closest closest yes excellent word thank you so much uh is the one that's going to be in Monroe that's supposed to be opening in around Labor Day of this year so okay. just a month and a half ish two months my god it's already that close to Labor Day wow. I am that's crazy they're going to have another location in the Dayton area that is also supposed to open up around the same time frame again Supply chain, construction, all that. These are very loose dates, but um, sure. Dayton and Monroe are both due to open by the end of the summer, or plan to open by the end of the summer. 
And then in 2023, they are planning on opening another location in Plain City, Ohio. So they're going to be all over the place. Yeah, this it's is going to be great. This is a, a big network, a big conglomerate yeah, of yeah. Uh, not conglomerate, but but just a, a big a big network of it's a network, of, yeah. Of breweries, right? Um, right. I would think conglomerate would be if if their brand covered different. Different brands. Different brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if Moeller Brew Barn was like an umbrella company for like mini breweries with like different names, that kind right. of stuff, which I, as far as I'm aware, they're all going to be called or they're all going to be branded Moeller Brew Barn. Right. Just different locations. Sure. Um, and and that same is... Same with like Braxton, yeah. It, that it's a tie is... Local. Yeah. And, and that's really, you get the genesis of that move forward and and move forward and expand uh, from what what they did prior to actually uh, creating molar brew barn mm-hmm. brew mm-hmm. barn i said boo barn <laughs> like as if it, it was the they had haunted houses maybe they will maybe they will oh, oh that would be shit. cool oh hold on i got a button for which which okay so pick uh the a newest one the newest one shit there yeah. we go. Got that new button haunted in houses. the rotation. Oh. A haunted brewery. Can you imagine how cool that would be? That would be fucking cool. Let's do it. So, Molar Brew Barn, because you're opening near the end of, well, literally the end of summer, the beginning of fall, Yeah. you're entering spooky season. And, of course, you listen. Uh, you listen oh, absolutely. I mean, Drew of course has been, has, He's been a fan for years. He's going to be on the pod. Years. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. At some point. They had a really cool discussion about, like, uh, speaking of brands and branding, what is Muller Brew Barn? It is more than just, and I'm, I'm not going to say it, the Rooster logo. Uh-huh. Mark is smiling at me. Uh-huh. He knows where we could have gone with that. But it, it, it's cool listening to the discussion about what do you want your brand to be to represent? Do you want each of your locations to have its very own personality, or do you want to have no matter what location you go to, the same feel, the same personality in all locations, but with that regional flavor to it, such as Dayton is going to feel a little bit different than Monroe, but you still know, regardless of which one you go to, you're at a Muller Brew Barn. And that yes. those are always fun conversations for me when the Gnome has those with new breweries that are either opening or current breweries opening new locations in new areas around the city. I, I always absolutely love that. And I love that uh, Noam pointed out that Dayton is the biggest suburb of Cincinnati. Because as we all know, it is not its own place. It is part of us. Right. One of us. It is. Yes. <laughs> it is. It, it's uh, tangential. This is this is very, very true. Uh, I only had a couple other notes on this recap because, again, we don't want to tell you everything. We want you to listen to this episode because it was such a great conversation with, with Nick all about Muller Brew Barn. I was excited to hear that they were moving into the space that they're moving into. Yeah. But after listening to this episode, I am even more excited like I'm, I'm actively like looking for that rooster logo on cans. Sure. Everywhere, going. I need to get some of this. Yeah. I want to try it even before I can get it on draft. Once the Monroe Tap Room opens up, it's going to be phenomenal. So the last two notes that I had on this before I turn it over to any last recap notes you had. Sure. Uh, one of the biggest life lessons that they talked about is don't let your K 
cats or kids uh, sunbathe in the street. Mm, which, yes. uh, yeah. Which led to a beer name. So I mean, it's it's it was definitely a interesting uh, point there, and it all starts with the floor. That's all I got. That's it. That's okay. it. And I, I want all of our listeners to go and listen so that they can understand and relate as well. For sure. Uh, what else did you have for this episode of, and we're going to drink, uh, the Cincinnati Brew. Here we go. Cheers. So you drink, then I'll drink. Uh, so Avoid I, those uh, unnecessary, awkward silences. Good idea. Marco is full of good ideas. He is why this show I'm is as it, amazing right. as it is. So no, I, I'll okay. I'll leave it be and all let right, all, all the right. listeners uh, take in what we gave them for what it's worth, and then go and listen to and support everything Cincy Brewcast, the gnarly gnome. Absolutely, get over there, and uh, you know he's got tons of content out there. Taking the content, uh, follow the support. Content. Yes, uh, you know, send your Patreon dollars and the gnarly slash support. If you love what he's doing, if you even just like what he's doing. It's amazing the amount of exposure he gives to Cincinnati craft beer. We would not be here if it wasn't for him. So we cannot. We wouldn't. We cannot. And I want him to stop saying that that's not true. (laughs) I want him to stop saying that's not true because we wouldn't. And so, but anyways. That's our truth. Yeah, that's our truth. And so, uh, yeah, uh, we will. uh, Let's take a pause and then we'll do the uh, final show. Final show. All right. We'll be right back with you guys. All right, guys, once again, we have returned from a beer break, and we have new beers in our glasses. Marco picked these out himself, and he is so excited. His arms are in the air, outstretched. That's right. He is so freaking excited because this is the perfect beer to drink while we recap shift beer. So, Marco, what did you get for both of us? We have High Life with a Strawberry Blocks. Speaking of blocks... Last night, my Josh decided to put a lime blocks okay. in one of Ryan Geist's lemonades. Ooh. And he said nice. it was delicious. Like I he, bet. he loves lemonade as is, but he said putting that lime blocks in it just took it up that next level. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to do that tonight because we've had beers and I still have a decent drive home. And normally, once I get home from recording, I eat crappy food like Skyline or Taco Bell, and then I go right to bed. Yeah. But if nothing else, tomorrow I have one lemonade left in the fridge before I have to buy more. Okay. I am putting a lime blocks in it. Hell yeah. Yes. And, yes, and yes, I yes. heard Rheingeist is doing that on their rooftop. Excellent. Yeah, they're adding uh, blocks to the RG they Bevs. Should, they should be. RG Bevs are fantastic in and of themselves. Zango Crush is my favorite. Uh, even but the tea. It, but you it could, takes you it, could yeah. put them in the tea. Blazing the trail from producer Ben, a three-way and a blocks. What flavor blocks though? What flavor bo- box? What flavor blocks would pair best when you're eating a three-way? Are you doing Skyline tonight? I don't know. I have to check with Josh. A lemon and lime. Okay. All yeah. right. Oh yeah. All right. I will say for the first time over this weekend, I did have a blocks by itself, not put into anything. Oh yeah, you just I went. Had, went I just, full, I just like, went. Yeah, I went. Kid, had, a kid uh, at lunch. It with, was like a, instead of a pudding cup, you had an icing, <laughs> yeah, icy cup. It was. It was actually while I was editing the live show Hell episode. Yeah. Um, I did a pineapple blocks, and my god, those things are so good by them. And 
Okay, I want to I want to say right off the bat, this is not a sponsored episode by them. Like I legitimately right, they did not they did not pay for this promotion. Right, I legitimately love what they make, and I I can rinse that off. You take up as much of the paper as you can. Okay, I love what they're doing. I love the product, and until le- until this past week. I was always putting blocks into other beverages, which is delicious. And for whatever reason, I never had one just by itself. There is so much freaking flavor <laughs> in yeah. those things. It's ridiculous. So yeah, I, huge I told, shout out to them. I told producer Ben, I said, it, honestly, if you had a, a soda gun where you could just do tonic yeah. or soda water, Over you'd top, sell yeah. a lot more blocks. Absolutely. You know, it, Because they are 7 to 7.5%. Seven sure. I mean, if you even, depending on your tolerance, you could have just one or two and be having a real good time. Yeah, but there's no reason but why somebody couldn't uh, uh, drop a line blocks in into a, a cup uh, with some tonic, with some water. tonic yeah. water. And basically have a boozy Sprite. Yeah, correct. like a lemon and lime one. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. The, the potential is there. Although BC's did, you know, announce that they're moving to being... A brewery instead sure. of just a bottle shop. So I don't know if no, that will fit into. They They'll better. Have they they better have blocks. Yeah. But that could be kind of a air quote cocktail option for sure. them. Sure. The recipe books that blocks have. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. So this. Um, I apologize. You said this was a high life. Mm-hmm. With the blocks, freaking delicious yeah. with the strawberry. I love the flavor combination. Shift beers. To get back on track. Shift Beers. Episode 91, Christmas in August, which we actually, uh, let's see what uh, what someone else thinks about this. I love bananas. Who doesn't? Correct. Who doesn't love bananas? And that is probably one of the best sound clips that I was able to get from the live show. Everything else was just meh. Right. That was spectacular so this episode episode 91 of shift beers christmas in august deal with it sure they were doing a secret santa and they forgot to draw names and get stuff shipped in july because normally it's christmas in july right they're doing it in august and uh most of the episode was well okay okay i say most of the episode was about the secret santa gift exchange well, actually, but i need to clarify yes yes i go think ahead. you were gonna go, say go ahead go you ahead. sure yeah okay. go, i don't want to do take it. your thunder no you do it most of the episode as usual was drinking drinking correct with a, with a g on the end chris but deal it was also with it how much everybody except for beth was drinking <laughs> yes. with the gnome that's so funny so marco and i don't go over like my written notes before we do these I have something written for every single person's j- drinking. J- oh my God, I did. We need to drink whenever I do that. J- drinking. Just cheers, plastic cups. It's not going to sound the same. You're not going to hear the cheers. We need to get glasses for the end of the episode so you can hear us cheers. Yeah. Maybe. 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 We'll uh, but I have that. The, the episode was 53 ish minutes long, 53 and some change. J- drinking, no G. The G is silent on that one. 28 of those 53 minutes. Hell yeah. Jadrinkin was more than half of the episode, but as you said, it talked mostly about how everyone's going to die early except for Beth. Beth is going to live longer than anyone else on this podcast. Because she doesn't go drinking with the gnome. (laughs) Or just by, or with friends or in their backyard. Right. So let's get this episode started off. They again, you drink and what have you had in the past week since the last time that that they recorded an episode? Sure. Uh, Brian, 
he got pitted and played lawn darts. No one died, but they all came close. Sure. There was a part about hot dogs that I don't think it should be recapped in any way, shape, or form. But if that piques your curiosity, listen to the episode. Ooh, do that again. No. I had spoken over you the last time, and that needed to be by itself. You should listen to that recap, but yes, no one should repeat that recap. No, definitely not. Not in voice form or in actuality. (laughs) Uh, Chris, he went to wrestling with the gnome, which you and I still need to do. We still need to make it out to something. I need to make it out. It it is so much fun. So they went out to, to the Northern Wrestling Federation. They were doing a show out at Swine City. If I wasn't stuck at, I say stuck at, if I wasn't at Taft's that night. Okay. You know, celebrating an an out-of-country cousin's birthday and then watching FC with a game they should have won. Celebrate good times. Oh, my God. It was was, was a good time. Um, I would have loved to have been out there. They somehow ended up in the ring, and now both of their wives are not speaking to them. So it sounds like they had a really fucking good time. It's a great time. Uh, There was... I don't know what happened between them and the swinger, which, if you're not following Northern Wrestling hey Federation, he may be one of the best wrestlers that they have. Even though his walk-on music is not New Kids on the Block, this is not part of their episode, but just part of knowing about Northern Wrestling Federation. Yes, yeah, somehow they, they ended up in the ring with the swinger, and uh, yeah, their wives were not happy, so... Hopefully they get all that sorted out because we don't want the gnome or Chris to be murdered by their wives. Yeah. yeah. There's a little color me bad. A little, I want to <laughs> I wanna sex you up. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that in so freaking long. All night. Oh, my God. I'm going to need to queue TikTok up. like to the. Hip hop to the. Jesus. I'm going to need to queue up some, some, some terrible, some terrible music for my my drive home tonight uh let's see what else was there so we got brian we got chris we have beth who is going to live forever and out well at least outlive everyone else on shift beers well beth played some D. she played uh, some D. played some D. uh she is a uh a real life uh game of thrones like a vixen uh something or another Josh and part of his drink and talked about how he made some new friends at the Truth Beer Pod live show. Yeah. If you weren't here, you missed a really good time. It's, it's good always time. so much fun. Again, thank you to Chris and Josh who were able to show up. And I knew that Brian and Beth had their own things going on. So we love you guys. Uh, maybe you guys can make the next live show that that we do. And yeah, but, but I mean, uh, but I mean, if not, we Julia, know that they. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next do, live show that we do. I feel like it's going to be soon, but I'm not. I I want to give it a bit because it may not be at BC's. Oh. Oh. Oh, Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So a little bit of a teaser there for everyone. All right. Keep an eye on our social media and uh, listen to our podcast. But yeah, Josh made uh, some new friends during the Truth Beer Pod live show. And they had an after party. I am I, so glad that they had such a good time after sure. our show. And I really felt that an after party was uh, eminent. And I said, 
I, I, I said to myself, uh, hit the eject button now. <laughs> go home like, now. Like, go home. Yes. So, luckily, I had my Josh here at the live show to kind of be like, hey, we need to get home. You wake up at 5 in the morning to go to work. But... It sounds like Josh had a great time. Uh, so they went to the dive bar right across the street. By the way. It wasn't uh, even across the street. It's like across the parking tip, lot. <laughs> uh, for all of you uh, Truth Bear Pod listeners, when you come out uh, to BC's Badalage Montgomery, you can actually go to a bar. Uh, yeah. And you can walk there. It's it's in almost the same parking lot. Uh, let's go. Let's do it. After this, After let's, this, let's, let's do, just go. Fuck yeah. I'm in. Let's go. I'm we, in. We'll put, the, we'll put all the stuff in the in the, the vehicles. Yes. We'll go over there. We'll have a, uh, have a beer. And what, what did they call the shots that they got? Oh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they... Because we they are still responsible. They, <laughs> they could have called them responsibility shots. I ain't doing <laughs> We're them. We're not doing it. No. It sounded like everyone had a fun-ass time in the past week of drinking very happy that we could be part of it yes absolutely and we are so thankful for josh and chris making the effort to be there chris brought his kids i mean his wife was like you need to watch the kids and he still said this is important enough that i want to show up so yes and and this is no shade to brian and and beth because again real life and what you guys need to do takes priority over to for sure for sure. A, a podcast, so n- abs- this is definitely not anything towards them in any way, shape, or form, but we definitely appreciate Chris and Josh coming here, showing up here. After the the 28-minute drinking segment Hell that yeah. took up more than half of the 53-minute episode, um, there were more demon noises in this episode. Oh. That good God. Yeah. Someone needs to see a doctor I don't know. Some of the noises made by some of the people during this episode and previous episodes of Shift Beers, they concern me. And I want everyone from the Shift Beers team to last forever, like vampires. And well, Beth will. But, Beth uh, will for sure. But everyone else, it's, we worry about you. Yeah. At least Chris is able to do 12-ounce curls to extend his life uh, a little true. bit longer. True. Yes. From the from the gift from uh, the gift from the, yes uh, yes Christmas and uh, August deal with it yes yeah, so to to end the drink and recap Josh gave us a twisted tea tip he did he did and it was it was a good one because it kind of tied into our live show yep but I'm not going to tell it to you guys I'm not going to let you know what it is nah. I want you to listen I want you to experience that part of shift beers uh, on your own. Uh, so a lot of the the remainder of the show was their Secret Santa gift exchange, which was so much fun. I love that, that they did fun. that. That yeah. was freaking awesome. A great idea, good good show concept, mm-hmm. uh, great execution, and you know we, we're not going to spoil it for you. No, However, no, abs- there was some social media posts. Yes, they did put uh, pictures so. of the gifts out on the Shift Beer social media. But if you want context to those pictures. You need to listen to this episode because yes. 
hearing the reactions as they were opening these gifts or in one case as they were looking at a screenshot on someone else's phone of the gift. Or in another case when they were reading the card that came with the gift. Oh my god, I have a note about that specifically. Brian cried, like openly weeped on the podcast reading the card that came with his Secret Santa He doesn't get emotional that often. No, he really doesn't. If you listen to the, the pod, you get that he's uh, his his feelings are very broad, and his his real um, his soul is very understanding. You know, oh, yeah, from, yeah, from yeah, a yeah. broad perspective. And yes. so when when that card came, you know, he really when he read it live. I say live, but when, when he read it. And in, it the was in the moment, in as the, the moment, podcast was as it, recorded, as it was, yeah, 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 as, yeah, yeah. It, as it was happening, it was. I mean, I, I got Touching, a little moved. I didn't cry, but my eyes may have gotten a little. You know, who's cutting onions in here? Correct. Because it was beautiful. Well, I mean, I was the it same way. I, I, yes. I was exactly the same way. Well, uh, let's see. What else was there in in this episode? It was either the card or, or Chris's ass crack was oh my too close to his face. I'm telling. I mean, why not both? Oh. Why not both? Hey, now. Mm, things may have happened during this episode of Shift Beers. Listen to find out. I think they're going to put some of it out on their Patreon. So if you're not a Patreon subscriber, why the hell not? Yeah. Do it. And call their drunk line. Yes. While you are drunk, because we have only had like one and a half drunk line voicemails like played by them so played. far. Yes. Yeah. Played. We need more. So please, please, please responsibly get drunk. That's a that's kind of an oxymoron, but get drunk in the comfort of your own home to where you're not trying to get from point eight or Uber lift or, or dive whatever. bar or dot yeah and yeah, yeah. call in and then Uber home. Because or call I, the, call the drunk line from the Uber. Yeah. I need more of that content. And um so I don't have the number written down. I wasn't gonna shout it out again, but I think because I don't. mentioned it, we no, don't do it. Listen to the episode. Get their drunk line number. Yeah, listen to the episode. Put it into your phone. Try not to save it with like the same general description as the gnome's drunk line number because yeah. then you may get them confused and you could. that'll just be awkward. So there are, and we should two we should mention lines. there yes. are two drunk yes. lines. One's for Cincy Brewcast. And one is for shift beers. Uh, both you should have. Both are called the drunk line, but yes, sorry. Marco. You should store them as contacts in your phone. You know when you get to the point where uh, you have just brilliant ideas or, or things that are happening, and you want you want to text somebody or call somebody. Yeah. Uh, you can't text the drunk line, but call the drunk line yes. and give them those, those nuggets of, of, of genius. Absolutely. And, and the thing is that if you're not calling with those nuggets of genius, they're going nowhere and they need to go somewhere. So please send them to the drunk line. Agreed. Uh, I only had uh, two other notes on shift beers before before I, we talk. I only had one. Okay, but, what's maybe yours? What's yours? Yeah. No, no, no. Maybe it's one of your two, so go ahead. Okay, so the first one that I had is, in this episode, you can hear a story about some dudes being guys, which sounds awkward, but it ties in perfectly to a beer that one of them brought. So listen to a story about dudes being guys. And the last note that I had before our burp count, which if you've listened to our show... You know what the burp count is. We're not going to tell you anymore. We're just going to give you numbers. But prior to that, 
Is Brian trying to throw up while they're recording shift beers? Because I feel like he is almost making an effort to make more happen than just a burp. I think, it feels intentional almost. Well, I think from from a performance standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of performers understand that they need to take it all the way to the edge. Okay. Okay. You know, I all get the way to where, you know, it it might happen, but it doesn't. And they need it, to feel that they need to feel that rush of okay. going all the way to almost too much. And I guess in in that context, Brian is checking that box. He is hitting that mark because it is making me so uncomfortable listening to him push for those numbers that we are going to give in just a minute to push for that performance to to try to give the audience 100% of himself but I don't want to hear him vomit I mean he, I, I but he's I, being true to himself and true yeah, to the craft Julia I mean this yeah, is you're the thing right, I mean, you're right, that's their thing and and I I can appreciate it you okay. know it's 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 very much like somebody you know, uh, standing back and, and looking at the, the Mona Lisa. And you saying know, this is actually the size of a postage stamp when I thought it was going to be a 11 by 14 work of art. Yeah, I mean... Slight, yeah. I mean, slight exaggeration there, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what was your last talking point before we give the burp count to shift beers? No, you covered it. I did. Okay, so I hit on your your last point as well. Yeah. You said, okay. Awesome. No, 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 you did. You That's, did excellent job. I love. That, the more and more we do this, the more and more you, we're aligned. You, you understand like what what I pick out and what I'm thinking. Hell yeah, we're getting good at this after a year. Well, that's uh, <laughs> for the audience to decide. Uh, Maybe. But, yeah. All right. So the last thing that we have that we always, always, always do for our ship beers recap is the burp count, which. If you've been with us for a while, you know exactly what that is. If you haven't, we're saving some time. Listen to previous episodes if you want to know exactly what these numbers mean. And maybe we'll revisit how we explain this. But, Marco, did you have any final words about episode 91, Christmas in August, fucking deal with it, the episode of Shift Beers, before I give the burp count? No, just uh, good on you. Brilliant. Good shout uh, on doing... A Christmas episode mm-hmm. when, you know, this is the, uh, you know, Christmas in almost July trendy thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I really appreciate uh, that. And it was it was fun. It was. Uh, yeah, it was I just apologize. it was just fun. It was just yeah. fun. So good. Was, good. Uh, when you do a podcast every single week, as we know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's sometimes a. Uh, not for us, because we rely on everybody else's content. But True. for you that are trying to create your own content, I can imagine like that it would be really tough to try and decide what you're going to do every week. Uh, for us, not so much, and that's by design. Let's get on to the burp count before this episode gets too damn long. Okay. In episode 91. 91. 91 of Ship Beers. Christmas in July, just deal with it. Only 37 burps. But again... Most of them weren't feeling 100%. They weren't drinking a ton during this show. So it's fine. It is, Were you it using is, the clicker? 
I was using the clicker. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Did you find so, that e- easier? Well, I was I'm so typically I listen to shift beers while I'm at work. So I was worried about the noise, but no one kind of like that someone from walking past my office would hear like the little clicks. No one did, so I think it's okay. Okay. Huge shout out to the Gnome and the Shift Beers for the gifts of clicker counters yeah. for us. For um there may That's be a little there may have been a little fist of cuffs during the live show about the clicker. That was very nice gifts, though. But my God, I very nice. The the thought that went into those gifts. We cannot begin and to th- thank you guys enough for it. So yeah, and as we're so getting, thank you is all I can say. As we're getting into the to the burp count and all that other stuff, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to ancillary say uh, thank you to all the podcasts because uh, we we all do this. We all support each other in you know big ways, little ways, and so this is just another uh, example of. You know, one show, listening, one pod, listening to a pod, supporting a pod, you know, doing something small Getting to help some them. of the inside jokes yeah. within the pod and a- Exactly, yes, exactly. Yes. So, thank you. Um, there was a comment in Shift Beers, I don't remember which episode, but about me specifically using a clicker, one of those handheld clickers, to count the number of burps in their show. Yeah. And all I'm going to say is now Marco and I both have a clicker. We do. To count the burps, which is beyond phenomenal it warmed my heart so incredibly much that that people even thought of that for us i i yeah i love it so much so episode 90 yeah yeah, yeah. how many burps did we have so 37 burps which equates to 74 ounces of whatever beverage hopefully water in again three quarters of their cases okay which would translate to 4.625 pints okay of beer, water, hopefully not liquor, but whatever long your drink. long drink. That is uh, all that I have for shift beers. Um, actually, I have a note in my uh, in the sidelines that I'm going to throw the out side there. The sidelines, the margins. We we said that we were not going to talk about the Secret Santa gifts because we want right. we want you guys to listen to their episode to find out about that. But this is a note specifically two shift beers because at least one of them listens to our show yeah if not more if you guys do a hot sauce episode where you're you're testing hot sauce my josh and i just very very recently got a bottle of um actually two bottles a ghost of saffron and hotter ghost of saffron from high desert sauce company if you know who Brian Ames is, he is co-founder of a skateboard company here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and he has a YouTube channel at Brian Ames, A-M-B-S, where he tries tons of different kinds of hot sauces. He collaborated with High Desert Sauce Company to make his own hot sauce, Ghost of Saffron. He just released Hotter Ghost of Saffron, which is 10 times the amount of ghost peppers as in the original. I ordered both of them. Oh, shit. They arrived a day or two ago. Josh and I tried them both. Ghost of Saffron is the most amazing sauce I have ever had. It's a little bit spicy, but you could put it on tacos. You could put it on chicken. I put it on macaroni and cheese, and it was fucking phenomenal. Did you put it so, on your eggs in the morning? Not yet. I'm not a, I'm not a hot sauce on eggs person Are you yet, serious? But this hot sauce could change my mind on all of that. It is the... 
so my Josh and I like to get ridiculous hot sauces and try them. So we have had stuff that yeah, but is. But you challenge each other, right? Yes, we have like had like tortilla in yes. the face. And you're well, like, not if you not. spit out, then you gotta have a hot sauce. <laughs> so Josh tries to make me spit out my drink without a tortilla, but we have bought tortilla. like we have bought like the last dab and things that are like over a million Scoville as far as hot sauce goes, just to try, which wrecks me. But I do it. I, I still have like a little bit of it every now and then, just to show that I'm alive. So shift beers. If you guys want to do a hot sauce challenge with one of your Secret Santa gifts, again, not giving away too much for this podcast, Ghost of Saffron is the best hot sauce I have ever had. I want to put it on everything. This bottle that Josh that my Josh and I got will be gone in no time. It is so goddamn good. The hotter Ghost of Saffron, which has 10 times the amount of roasted ghost peppers, it's hot. It is a burn, but it's not intolerable. Like, you will survive it. <laughs> Even yeah, when, going like, in, but how's it come, uh, you know, on the I, way out? I haven't had any. I mean, oh, no. and, and I put more in that spoonful. I had it on a spoon by nah. itself. No. So not on food that could absorb it, just on a spoon, and I and I had like a teaspoon, like probably almost a tablespoon's worth of Oof, this Julia. stuff. I, I right. was my lips were tingling, my entire tongue was tingling. I got a little bit of that whiskey burn that's going down your esophagus, but I was okay after a few minutes, like like All that right. two three minute ghost pepper kind of burn. So shout out to Shift Beers, hot sauce challenge if you want to do it. Ghost of Saffron is the most amazing sauce I've ever had. I legit want to put it on everything okay. that I eat. Ridiculous. All right. But yeah, that's that's uh, my recap, and that that's what I had at least for our recap of uh, of ship beers. And your glass is empty. Mine is almost empty. So I think we need to shut this shit down. There you go. Ju- oh no. Oh, shit. <laughs> Julie, it, oh no! I just okay. wanted to splash, and Julie. I gave I, the rest of the blocks. Oh no! So we're gonna wrap this up. We are maybe going to walk across the parking lot and go to the dive bar that neither right. you have. You been there? Yeah, I've been okay, there. Okay, so I've never been there. We may shut. We may yeah. not shut BCs down, but we may go uh, to the bar across the parking lot. You want your blocks our, back? <laughs> I tried to give him a little bit of my uh, blocks infused high life to uh, cheers with, and I gave him the rest of my blocks. Right, so, there go. Marco, was there anything else that uh, that you wanted to recap on shift beers before we do our closing statements and shut down this episode? No, I just want to say that it, it's it's truly fun that. Uh, you know, th- throughout the the beginning and the j- drinking that you know the, it intertwined with our our pod, uh, us personally and the gnome and you know it, it's it's really great that there's a community of craft beer podcasts that is uh, it has been assembled and I just want to let anybody know that's out there that is thinking about starting a craft beer podcast or any podcast any podcast in the cincinnati area just do it just do it and you know use uh reach out to any one of us as a resource and we are happy to help you uh with information and uh support 
in whatever way that we can because the 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 bigger the community gets just the better the, the more support gets. everyone has absolutely this is like like you just said this is a community effort it is not a Every podcast is out for themselves. Everyone supports everyone, and it's amazing, yeah. and we love it. And, I mean, just the friendships that we have made, the opportunities that we have had because of this podcast, which would not be possible for all of the podcasts that we recap. Yep. It's absolutely amazing. So thank you all so very, very much. Uh, again, if you like what we do, tr- at Truth Beer Pod on all the social media platforms, truthbeerpod at gmail.com. At Raging Hop for any complaints you might have. Yep. We love, uh, I, this sounds weird, but we love getting them because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gives us something fun to uh, to do. And we probably already know. Yeah, this, this is true. We're probably our own harshest critics. Right. Uh, truthbeerpod.com. If you would like to monetarily support us, there is a blue support us link on that website, which also gives you all of our episodes. And all of our episodes are published to YouTube in audio format we really 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 want to try to figure out some way of doing some type of audio or extra bonus video type content for you guys just with full-time jobs multiple full-time jobs we just haven't figured out how to do that so if you have ideas on that email them to us or let us know on social media we want to do as much for you and for the craft beer community and for other Cincinnati craft beer podcasts as we possibly can. Let us know and we'll get on it. All right. Well, Julia, what are you going to be doing next Tuesday? I think next Tuesday I'm going to be listening to as many Cincinnati craft beer podcasts as I possibly can. And then coming here to BC's Bottle Lodge Montgomery to talk to you about them. On record. That sounds like what I'm going to do. Cheers, Julia. Cheers, plastic cups. You can't hear the cheers, but we are doing it. Have a great one, guys. We will see you next week.